2: This morning, pandemic policy shifts. Victoria moves away from virus eradication as the state records its biggest daily case number in a year. Vaccine milestone nears. New South Wales is just hours away from hitting its target of 70% of adults partially vaccinated. Fresh infection, parts of Queensland on COVID alert as an infected truckie crosses the border. And parcel pause. Australia Post places a four day hiatus on parcel pickups to clear a major backlog.
1: This is Seven News
0: with Jodie Spears.
2: Good morning. Victoria's pandemic policy has had a major shift. The Premier finally turning his back on the plan to eliminate the virus. Daniel Andrews extended the state's sixth lockdown for another three weeks after 120 new infections, the state's highest in a year. Plans to ease restrictions this week have now been abandoned. The promised roadmap a disappointing blow for many.
1: What we're aiming for has changed. We were aiming to drive it down and have cases falling. It's now, on the advice of the experts, that is not possible.
2: Some good news though, playgrounds will reopen at midnight tonight and regional areas could open up next week. New South Wales looks just hours away from having 70% of adults partially vaccinated. It's a huge step forward for the state, now firmly on track to reach 70% fully vaccinated by October 17, just over six weeks away. Once achieved, restaurants, retail, hairdressers and even gyms could reopen. No matter where you live in New South Wales,
3: please expect to have much more freedom than what you do now, so long as you're vaccinated fully.
2: Meanwhile, harrowing vision from Liverpool Hospital has been released as the number of people admitted to hospital surged by 42% in just one week. Queensland contact tracers are desperately trying to track down anyone who may have crossed paths with a COVID-positive traveller from New South Wales. The truck driver arrived in the state on August 25th and returned south the next day. The BP service station at Archerfield and a second one at Gundawindi are now on high alert. Meanwhile, the Queensland government has backflipped on its interstate arrival freeze, once again allowing return residents to enter hotel quarantine. But only 50 rooms will be available to start. Industries are calling for rapid antigen testing to be introduced to fix lengthy delays at the border. But Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk says she won't commit to opening until a risk assessment is done on children under 12. Australians over 60 are being urged to get the AstraZeneca vaccine or face waiting months for Pfizer supply. Let's go live to political reporter Taylor Aiken in Canberra. Good morning, Taylor. The Prime Minister says by getting the jab, the country could open up faster.
3: Morning, Jody. Yes, with fears that those over 60 waiting for the Pfizer vaccine could actually end up delaying the national reopening plan. Over three million doses of AstraZeneca are currently sitting in fridges ready to go. But some Australians are insisting on waiting until they can access Pfizer, despite being in an increased age group at risk of severe illness if they catch COVID-19. In a letter to over half a million Australians aged between 60 and 60, Prime Minister Scott Morrison has warned despite despite supply increasing over the next two months they will still be at the back of the queue and may not get access to Pfizer until Christmas The government also hinging the national reopening plan on saving the economy The national economy defied predictions yesterday by expanding by 0.7% of a percent, but the government isn't getting carried away Treasury is expecting that the economy will contract by at least 2% in the September quarter and that reflects the fact that we've seen our two largest states, New South Wales and Victoria, go through extended lockdowns. The government hoping the national reopening plan can see the economy recover strongly and Australia can bounce back in the December quarter, avoiding a second recession in as many years. Jody?
2: OK, Taylor, thank you. To other news now, and a brawl has turned deadly in Sydney's West overnight. A teenager has been killed and three others are being treated for stab wounds after a fight broke out at Blacktown. Police are urging anyone with information or dashcam of the incident to come forward. There's a severe weather warning for large parts of South Australia, including Adelaide. A cold front moving over the state is bringing damaging winds with peak gusts of up to 100 kilometres per hour. Residents are urged to tie down loose items and to avoid unnecessary travel. You might be waiting a little while longer for your latest online delivery to arrive at your door. Australia Post is playing catch-up with record demand, temporarily pausing parcel collections from e-commerce retailers in our locked-down cities. The company has 500 staff in COVID isolation, placing increased pressure on the network. The four-day suspension starts on Saturday. There's new hope on the horizon for those dreaming of international travel. Qantas scheduling flights to Singapore from December the 18th exclusively for frequent flyer members. Other airlines are also planning to resume flights this year, while Virgin has launched a rewards competition for vaccinated passengers. An escape is calling. How can I help you today? Flight centre fielding a rush of overseas holiday
0: bookings.
1: People are prepared uh, to book now because they're desperate to get out.
0: We might be able to, sooner than first thought.
1: Probably from mid-November we'll have a certain number of destinations opening up. uh, Probably places like the UK, Europe, uh, North America.
0: Virgin, the latest airline to offer vaccination inspiration putting up prizes including a million frequent flyer points. It's our way of saying thank you to Australia for stepping up, doing the right thing, rolling up the sleeve and getting jabbed. Qantas is understood to be planning points planes, exclusive to frequent flyer members travelling to a number of destinations, first to Singapore from late December. It looks like that by Christmas we could be flying. Fiji Airways teasing us with the idea of a white sand Christmas, the islands gearing up to open in time. As a country, Fiji is almost fully vaccinated. But Whether we can depart depends on our vaccination rates. New South Wales and Victoria committed to reopening at 80%. Queensland, more cautious, meaning someone from Sydney could be flying to Fiji
3: before Brisbane.
1: Wouldn't you want tourism around Australia first?
0: International would be great, but it is a dream. It definitely is a dream. Serena Andaloro, Seven
3: News.
2: Economic growth might be slowing somewhat, but not the nation's extraordinary boom in property prices. The average capital city house has risen in value by 20% in the past year. So if you bought last year and thought you paid too much, you can relax. You actually got a bargain.
4: Across Australia, spring has sprung, but less so for the property market in what is traditionally its busiest selling season. Some people are still choosing to sell right now in the middle of lockdown, but there are a lot of people who are holding off. Over the past three months, home sales have dropped by 9% nationally. Even in non-lockdown cities and regions, many vendors are sitting tight. The number of property listings have been falling over a number of years and one of the issues is that people are just staying longer in their homes. The lack of supply is adding fuel to the ongoing house price fire. Across Australia, house prices rose by 1.6% in August. In Sydney by 1.9, Melbourne by 1.4, just over 2% in Adelaide and Brisbane and by 2.2 in Hobart. In the last year, they're up by more than 20%. This is the highest annual pace of growth we've seen since 1989. And 12 times faster than wages growth. This past year, the value of the average house has risen by more than $2,300 a week. While that pace of growth might be unsustainable and slowing, rock-bottom mortgage rates mean further increases are likely. Overall, it's still a seller's market and we imagine that price growth will continue towards the end of the year. Gemma Acton, 7 News.
2: The man who strapped a fake collar bomb to a Sydney schoolgirl is waking to his first morning of freedom after being released from prison. Paul Douglas Peters broke into the home of HSC student Maddie Pulver in 2011, holding her to ransom during a 10-hour ordeal. Peters has now been released on parole. He's banned from drinking alcohol and must seek psychiatric treatment. Record breaking around the world sailor Jessica Watson has confirmed the death of her longtime partner. Cameron Dale suffered a serious stroke in late July and died nearly six weeks later. The sailor took to social media paying tribute to the 29 year old, saying, Our shared world centred on messing about on boats. I take enormous strength from having been so devotedly loved. Checking finance now. The Dow Jones is currently trading slightly down. The Nasdaq is up. In London, the FTSE added. Germany's DAX lost. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed higher. Hong Kong's Hang Seng is up. The All Lords finished the day slightly lower, as did the ASX 200. On the commodities market, gold is trading at US$1,815 an ounce. Oil is sixty eight US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar buying 73.76 US cents, 81 Japanese yen and $1.04 New Zealand. In less than 24 hours, Swedish pop group ABBA is set to make a major live stream announcement. It's the latest teaser of the mysterious ABBA Voyage project on the band's social media sites. Fans are hoping it will be release dates for the band's hologram tour, which was initially announced in 2016. ABBA is also expected to release new songs to accompany the show. Controversial British broadcaster Piers Morgan is celebrating what he's called a resounding victory for free speech. The former talk show host has been cleared by the UK media regulator for his on-air comments about Meghan Markle following her interview with Oprah. 58,000 complaints were made against Morgan, but the remarks weren't found to be in breach of any codes. Firefighters in California are desperately trying to protect homes in Lake Tahoe as a relentless wildfire gains ground. More than 55,000 people have been evacuated as the Calder fire approaches. Officials say they're at a critical moment in the firefighting effort. The massive blaze is also charging towards neighbouring Nevada and threatening to cross state lines. Satellite photos have revealed the devastation caused to the US Gulf Coast by Hurricane Ida. Electricity is slowly being restored, but more than a million residents in Louisiana and Mississippi remain without power. Communities are now beginning the huge task of clearing debris and repairing damage from the storm. As Ida heads north, 80 million Americans remain under a flood alert. A worker in Thailand has dodged a very big bullet, a gas tank he was working on, shooting out of his hands and through a building. On inspection, the rattled team discovered it had blown clean through the office and then through a brick wall out the other side. The Taliban has reportedly given Afghanistan's cricket team the green light to go to Australia for a historic test match. The test test is due to be played in Tasmania on November 27. The match was originally scheduled to take place in December of last year but was postponed due to the pandemic. Afghanistan has never faced Australia in a test match. Britney Spears' battle to be free of her father's control has taken another ugly turn with claims he's seeking a multi-million dollar payout. Let's go live to US correspondent David Woywood. Good morning, David. Britney's lawyer has slammed this move.
1: Morning, Jody. Yes, Britney's lawyer has attacked this move by her father, essentially calling it a blatant cash grab. Look, uh, Jamie Spears had agreed to step down as co-conservator of his daughter's lucrative estate, but he now wants a multi-million dollar payout to do so. He's claiming he'll need $2 million to cover legal and management fees, but uh, Britney's lawyer, Matthew Rosengard, who's only recently been appointed to the job, has come out swinging at those claims, saying Britney Spears will not be bullied or extorted by her father, nor does Mr Spears have the right to try to hold his daughter hostage by setting the terms of his removal. This is not about him. It is about the best interests of his daughter. Now, Britney's team has accused Jamie Spears of dragging his feet on this offer to leave after an incredibly vitriolic public battle. Britney recently, of course, accusing him of being complicit in her abuse, claiming he made her perform, among other things, and even forced her onto birth control. So this just another ugly chapter in this saga. Jody and this court case is set to return to court later this month.
2: OK, David Woeward, thank you. In sport, Dylan Alcott and Heath Davidson have missed out on back-to-back Paralympic gold, claiming silver in their 6-4, 6-3 loss to the Netherlands' Sam Schroeder and Niels Vink in the quad doubles final. In the pool, Tim Hodge won silver in the SM9 200-metre individual medley, while Blake Cochran, Tiffany Thomas Kane and Thomas Gallagher all claimed bronze. A disappointing end to the Rollers' Tokyo campaign, losing 61-55 to host country Japan in the wheelchair basketball quarterfinals. The AFL will appeal against Toby Green's three-match suspension for intentionally making contact with an umpire. The league wants the GWS star's penalty to be doubled, saying it was manifestly inadequate. His appeal hearing won't be heard until after the AFL grand final. Just a day after announcing the season decider will head west, so has Gillen McLaughlin. The AFL boss landed in Perth last night and went straight into 14 days hotel quarantine. But someone who wasn't allowed in, Eddie Maguire, his travel permit was denied. WA Police ruled that he's not an essential traveller. Roosters coach Trent Robinson is not backing away from his fierce criticism of the bunker, but the club has accepted the $40,000 in fines dished out by the NRL for their conduct in that explosive clash with Souths. The Roosters must beat the Raiders tonight to have any chance of finishing in the top four. Kimi Raikkonen has announced he'll retire from Formula One at the end of the season. The 41 year old one time world champion holds the record for most Grand Prix entered, currently at 344. Raikkonen's exit paves the way for Alfa Romeo teammate Valtteri Bottas to take his seat next year. Cristiano Ronaldo says he's happy to be back home at Manchester United and can't wait to create more history for the club, which has failed to win a trophy in four consecutive seasons.
1: I was there with 18 years old and of course I'm so happy to be back home. To try to help Manchester to achieve great results, uh, to win trophies.
2: The five-time Ballon d'Or winner signed a two-year deal following a shock move from Juventus. A Sri Lankan elephant orphanage is seen double after one of its rescue elephants gave birth to twins. A twin's birth is extremely rare in elephants in captivity. The two boys are the first twins born in the country in nearly 80 years. The tiny tots were born at Panawala Elephant Orphanage, one of Sri Lanka's most popular tourist attractions. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a trough and front will generate strong winds, showers and storms in WA's South and Southern South Australia. Moist easterly winds should bring showers to eastern Queensland, settled and warm elsewhere with a high. Around the capitals today, an early shower or two in Brisbane, heading for 24 degrees. Sunny in Sydney, 24, and Canberra, 23. Sunny but windy in Melbourne, heading for 26. Becoming windy in Hobart, a top of 24. Becoming windy also in Adelaide, heading for 30 today. A possible morning storm and shower in Perth, a top of just 14. And a shower or two, 34 degrees in Darwin. And that's seven early news for this Thursday, the 2nd of September.